When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sid and Friends in the Morning, 77 WABC. My phone is blowing up, man. It is blowing up. Lynn Hort, Ralph Napolitano, Anthony Barbarisi, Kevin McKay, Patty P., Mark St. Hilaire. I know I'm missing a whole bunch of people. I apologize. Uh, John Katsimatidis, Bill O'Reilly, Frankie Kravitz. Everybody's saying the same thing. That was great radio. Further's my genius. I am. You know who would not argue that is uh, Governor David Patterson. I had no idea that uh, my guy Patterson was a fan of mine all these years. He told me last night at the Met game, quote, I've been a fan of yours for 20 years. Maybe he was just being nice. I don't know. But we did go to the Met game last night. Keith Kantrowitz, Anthony Carone, me and the governor. And ended up seeing Jay Horowitz and had a great time. John Katsimatidis always uses this term, common sense Democrat. They don't exist. Sorry, John. I love you like my own father. They don't exist. Well, there's one, and that's Governor David Patterson. Here he is, one of the nicest men you'll ever meet, former governor who got screwed, mind you, and not the way Elliot Spitzer did, David Patterson. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Sid, uh, all I can say is you were one of the nicest people I ever met until you asked me to come on and follow Bill O'Reilly. That was a fascinating Conversation. Wasn't that great? I mean, you know, O'Reilly and, and clearly uh, Idala uh, disagreed with Bill on a bunch of those spots in terms of what Trump's team could do legally and not legally. But I thought the uh, the back and forth uh, was great. And that's one thing with you, David, is you're a Democrat. You've been a Democrat your whole life. But you'll sit in a room with a bunch of Republicans and you'll have a pretty nice back and forth. And we seem to have lost that somewhere. Well, one of the things that Bill O'Reilly did, uh, and it actually made his support for foreign President Trump, uh, you know, more understandable, is he did mention the areas where he thinks the former president made mistakes, not returning documents, um, trying to say that he could declassify them in his head, that kind of thing. So the fact that he cast that out gave him greater credibility in, in the conversation. They were both excellent. I agree with you. you know, look, I, and, and I'm a huge Trump supporter. I love Donald Trump. But I was critical of him on January 6th. He didn't incite a riot, but he certainly waited too long. I I think uh, what's happened now, and I I always say this, you can appreciate this, Dave, because you're a great sports guy. I always say, hey, Vince Lombardi lost a game. Pat Riley lost a game. You know, Donald Trump lost that day. Doesn't mean he's not a great coach, not a great president, but nobody wins every day. But because the left is so brutal in how they treat Trump, his supporters feel like every day has to be a win. And that's silly to me. I get it, but it's silly, if that makes sense. And this happens on both sides, Sid, because there are a lot of things that have happened that a lot of Democrats have not liked. And sometimes what happens is it pushes you into a situation where you can't acknowledge things that people acknowledged all the time. For instance, the crime issue around New York. Now, the crime numbers aren't nearly what they were 30 years ago. However, the crimes from 30 years ago were different. They were drug crimes. They were gang wars. They were territorial, so East Harlem, 
uh, West Harlem, uh, the South Bronx, uh, South Jamaica, Bedford-Stuyvesant. These are the places where most of the crimes occurred. Now you're hearing about people getting mugged. In fact, well-known people getting mugged at 74th and Park Avenue at 2 o'clock in the afternoon as what happened to the head of the state university. Right. True. Even Bill Bratton's wife walking down the street. My friend Corey Zelnick on the Upper East Side, his wife attacked as well. You're right. It's changed. Well, let me ask you this then, Governor David Patterson. I'm sure you've said this on the show with John or Sunday mornings, but not here on this specific program. Do you think Mayor Eric Adams is doing a good job? Well, I think he's doing a good job because he ha- he's one elected official that has talked about it. He also, you know, recognizes that this migrant situation is going to be connected to crime because you have a bunch of people that uh, uh, either migrants coming from outside the border or people who are homeless who already lived here who are getting displaced from places where they used to stay in favor of the migrants. That's going to elevate the crime rate. I think he sent that warning and he uh, warned so much that the White House took him off the president's reelection committee. Oh, wow. What a- well, I mean, he, 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 yeah, Biden did do that. And uh, Curtis Sliwa, who um, I will say to you, I know you like Eric, but you better vote for Curtis next time, Dave, or you and I can't be friends anymore. But he does, he does remind me that Bob Holden is another common-sense Democrat, and he's right. Uh, look, uh, Dave, you can't have it both ways. You know, you can't uh, identify yourself as a sanctuary city. You can't, when this first, when this thing first started, welcome these folks with open arms, throw homeless on park benches and give these people luxury hotel rooms. You can't call everybody else racist and inhumane who ship their migrants out and then all of a sudden decide, hey, it's not my problem. So I love you, but I think think you're being a, a little kind to the mayor who certainly is part of this problem, not the solution. Well, I think we should all think about the position that the mayor is in. He's got 100,000 migrants. Uh, it costs $9.3 billion, uh, $9.3 million a day yeah. to house them. That's yeah. $3.6 billion a year. Right. You will destroy your budget and destroy your educational system right. trying to address this. And uh, and I don't know anyone else who's spoken out as forcefully as he has. What do you mean it's forceful? Give, 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 me, give, me, give me an example, David, of him speaking out forcefully. He spoke out forcefully last week when he blamed the federal government for sending all who, these who's, people who's in the, here who's the, and who's not sending who, any money. Who's the federal government? Well, the federal government is, is obviously the president. Well, what, well, so why does he say Joe Biden? You know why? Because he's still he still No, no, he didn't. He has not once said Joe Biden. He says the federal government. He still refers to himself as the Biden of Brooklyn. And by the well, way, and by the way, the whole issue is Biden, and it's Mayorkas, and it's the border. I'm yet to hear Eric Adams call out Mayorkas or the problem at the border. He's still talking about blaming Republicans for immigration reform. I know this. When my guy was president for four years, we didn't have these issues. He's not talking about the problem at the border. He's talking about the problem in New York City. Yeah, but how does it get here? How does it get here? Listen, how did it get here? From the border. you got to close the border, Dave. but the point is that the the number of people and the amount that's been sent to New York is out of line with the numbers that have been uh, sent to other places. Oh, well, he wanted don't, them. Don't just attack somebody because you want to attack them or people want to see a Democrat attack another uh, Democrat. I didn't hear too many uh, Republicans attacking Trump when he was in the White House, and I don't blame them for not doing that 
But they did point out situations. Wait, wait, you, you, didn't hear, wait, wait, wait a second. You, you didn't hear Republicans attack Trump, Paul Ryan, Mitch McConnell. I mean, looks again, Trump was president, Dave. We don't have these issues. He had a Remain in Mexico policy, Title 42. He was building a wall. We had none of these issues. Then the Democrats take over, White House, governor, mayor, and everybody's yelling and screaming, don't blame but, but me. See, what, what you're not understanding is when you're mayor of a city, yeah. it's not really your – the parameters of the city are the place that you should be talking about. What he's talked about is what's happening to him, the – the uh, 40 counties in New York State mm-hmm. that are threatening to sue if any migrants are put in those counties, yeah. they're not going to attack Governor Hochul, but they're going to say that the state policy has to change. Like, everything doesn't have to be that you call people out. We're not on the playground here. This is serious. The digital dollar could give the feds control of your money. Get the digital dollar report. Call 1-800-862-6970 and also receive a $1,000 credit from Priority Gold to protect your money. Or just go to digitaldollarreport.com. Please note, the information provided does not constitute financial or investment advice. No, I agree. And and let me say this to you, uh, David Patterson. If they come to my neighborhood, I'll sue too. I'll sue Eric Adams in 13 seconds. I'll sue, too, because, again, I have a very long memory, and I love you to pieces, but please don't don't show me a pile of dung and tell me it's Godiva chocolate. I remember very vividly him saying, come, come, I'll take care of you. Here's your Xbox. Here's your hotel room. Here's all. We got you, baby. We got you. So that now. Is now when th- that is when the first uh-huh. uh, migrants came, and some of the migrants were sent by the governor of Texas. Sure. At that time, I don't think he anticipated that the federal government was going well, to I don't care whether I don't, I don't care whether he, him. I don't care whether he anticipated it or not. If from the very beginning he should have been or you should have been no, not here. From the very beginning. And then maybe you wouldn't have all these issues. You can well, Dave, you can't have it both ways. It's my point. It's my only no, point. I'm only having it one way. You're the one that's having it both ways because the reality is that when the migrants first came, no one knew that the, this was going to be a federal policy and also that they were going to distinguish places like New York City and high-density uh, areas to send the migrants, which is absolutely wrong. But you, you don't jump out and say something before the other side's actually done it. He, he's not a psychic. Now, maybe you are, but he isn't. Yeah, I guess I am. I mean, I, I don't know. I'm just a dopey radio host, and I could, I could have seen this thing from 100,000 miles away. It was not going to stop. The border is it's a sieve. That's the issue. It's not even Adams in New York City. It's the border. Until this Democrat regime closes the border, which they won't do for a variety of reasons, including votes, of course it was never going to stop. You don't got to be a genius to figure that out. There's a billion people there. that's That's a fair point. Thank you. But at the same time, what I'm saying is his most immediate problem is trying to run the city and at the same time trying to run the city when they are practically wiping out 10% of his budget. That's his problem. And that in the end, is going to be how he's going to be measured. Uh, he's not running for president. He may be even wrong or right about how he feels about the border. But his job right now is to manage the city. And I thought that, uh, unlike mayors of other cities, he spoke up about it. Okay. I'll, uh, I will disagree. He did mention federal government, but he continues to say things like Biden's doing a good job, Hochul's doing a good job, and I can't, I can't respect him for that. And I, and I do like him, by the way. But what I want from you right now, uh, Governor Patterson, and you're much smarter than me. Uh, you know, I get, I get, you know, I like to go back and forth, but uh, don't ever confuse the issue. You're much smarter than me. But can I get you right now to pledge 
your allegiance and promise me that you will vote for Curtis Sliwa when he runs again against Mayor Adams? Uh, the last time Curtis ran, yeah. I got one of these bets with someone at the station. They haven't paid up yet. So <laughs> all I'm going to say is the only way Curtis will win is if there's an earthquake and he's the only survivor. Really? That's yeah. <laughs> He has no chance. Now why do you say he's got no chance? I'm curious. Well, I think Curtis is very bright. I used to do a radio show with him. Yeah. Um, but I think that his, uh, you know, the, the way he campaigns, it looks more like a sideshow than an actual campaign. Does he know the issues? Yes. Can he, does he have the institutional memory? Yeah. He has a, a tremendous, particularly historic memory about things that have gone on. Right. But I would think you would need somebody who had a little more government experience and, per, you know, a, a kind of like a, a you know, like a, a Giuliani type. Giuliani was um, not considered at that time a, a big conservative, but he was a real tough on crime person. Right. And he was able to meet David Dingus. I think you'd need someone with that kind okay. of repertoire. 30 seconds to go. I'm going to check your memory here, Governor Patterson, because I have to say I really did love hanging out with you last night. You're a lot of fun. You're smart. You're, you're just a great guy. Let me check your memory. Who are the only five guys to manage both the Mets and the Yankees? Quickly. Oh, my God. Joe Torre, right. Yogi Berra, right. Dallas Green. Yes. Oh, my God. I knew this last night. Uh, <laughs> the, the guy managing the Mets right now? Uh, yeah, that's right. Buck Shorewalter. And the last one is who? 62. 62. Oh, that's right, Casey Stingle, the original manager of the Mets. There you go. Governor Patterson, I love you. we got to do that more. I really enjoyed hanging out with you. (laughs) Take care. You too. Great conversation. I think I'm done for the day. That'll do it. (laughs) This is such a good radio show. I got it. It's just unbelievable. But i got to go. Brian Kilmeade's coming up next. Till tomorrow. Peace.